Welcome to The Complete Angler, your source of information on the outdoor industry in central Canada. With over 35 years in the field, host Don Lamont covers topics and issues with industry leaders and influencers to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the outdoor world. And now, here's your host, Don Lamont. Nobody gave him a chance. Catching a limit of smallmouth bass on the Tennessee River? Who else but a crazy Canadian who grew up catching bronze backs in Lake of the Woods, Ontario, would have given it a shot? The result? A Bassmaster Elite wire-to-wire win and a place in Canadian fishing lore. Let's hear from the man who showed the bass fishing world it could be done, Jeff Gussie Gustafson. First of all, congrats, Jeff. I mean, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long road. It's, I mean, it was an awesome win. I watched it. It, uh, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I couldn't, to, to finally win one was pretty awesome. And then like, I couldn't have scripted it. Um, the way that it all kind of came together and happened. I mean, just the way that I caught the fish using a, a technique that, that, you know, we've used for years at home that I've, I've caught probably caught more bass doing that hanging a, a minnow bait under the boat than any other way. And, um, it just, yeah, it all, it's crazy the way it all happened and like ultra tough fishing. I mean, I caught three keepers the first day of practice that maybe the biggest was two and a quarter pounds, uh, never fished dark to dark on day two of practice, never caught a keeper bass all day. Like, I mean, all day fishing hard and, uh, and then the third and final day of practice found, found some smallmouths. Didn't know if I would even be able to catch a keeper. They had to be 18 inches to keep there. So going into it, I mean, no one really wanted anything to do with fishing for smallmouths because of that. And it's not known as a really, really great smallmouth fishery, but um, yeah, it all, it all worked out. I found the, probably the best spot on the lake and was able to, to capitalize on it. How, how did all those years of experience help you with that result yeah i mean like i've had a few quite a few people because i i led the tournament from start to finish and you know that's really hard to do for four days in a row especially on a body of water that you don't have a lot of history on and don't have those backup plans and backup spots uh so uh you know i don't know it just it the way i was fishing i was comfortable with i, I had the same camera guy all three you know day two through four um and 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 it's a guy that's been with me before so it was kind of it was like having a buddy in the boat that was good um and I just you know the fish kind of bit pretty good every day so I didn't you know I didn't have to go through a lot of uh of of anxiousness or nervousness I mean every morning when I got there as long you know I started catching them pretty quick and it just really you know set the tone and I and I was confident that I would be able to 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 kind of grind out my limit, you know, every day. And, and that was, um, you know, no one else was really able to, there was a couple other guys that weighed limits every day, but not, you know, if I got those limits of those 18 inch smallmouths, they were, it was almost kind of untouchable. I kind of got and, that. And going into the event, I mean, uh, anything you read, you know, like the pre-tournament stuff, you just, you know, it's extremely rare to see a limit of smallmouths weighed in here. And, and, uh, so yeah, like it just, it was, it was really crazy how it worked out, like super lucky. I, I kind of got that vibe watching you uh, too, because I, I could, I could just see with your, um, your whole body language and everything else that you're, you're feeling pretty good about 
that this was going to work for you and you're going to be able to bring home the blue trophy. Yeah, it was yeah, really cool. Yeah, no, it, and, that, and that was like, even like day one went really good and I got done pretty quick. And, that, and I was still like after day one, you know, my, my guys that I travel with and stay with, they're like, oh, you're going to win the tournament, man. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> one day guys, we've got a long way to go. But um, I did have that. Did I just get lucky? You know, I was thinking that. Um, and then, but when I got back on day two, the weather was different um, and the fish were still there. And I, you know, my, my program was still working good. Then I knew that it was like, it was real. I'm going to have a, a good chance at, at making this happen. And, um so yeah, halfway halfway through day four and you know i know that you're thinking about heading back already i'm digging through the archives because i know you've written about moping before and we have articles from you on the on the hooked website so i'm, I'm digging down because i want to write a story to have posted you know after your win and so i had the story mostly written you know just before you went the final way in because i figured you had it won and and, um, you know, it goes way back to, you mentioned, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the Bass International down and when the Linders did it, you know, moping was the first kind of suspended. Yeah, so like, as far as I know, like Jim Linder, really one of the guys that kind of pioneered the technique, developed it. And then right there with him, like Ted Stooner, John Guzzi, uh, Alex Kessler, like those guys all were part, like they're all really tight with the lenders, especially during that time, that 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, definitely like those guys were at that time were like almost unbeatable in a lot of the tournaments around our part of the world and um, bass and walleye. And a lot of it was that this is what they were doing. They were using this technique, um, utilizing their electronics, you know, way before, other people were really you know trusting them that much and that was that was a big part of the of the system we have a lot of people here that like to catch walleye and you mentioned that it it does really work on walleye as well but it's a little a little bit different for the walleye isn't it? because the walleye tend to be suspended a little bit higher sometimes you know well that and like with bass it's almost like the, as still as you can keep that bait like you don't if you jig it like if you can't help yourself and you're going like this jigging it you won't catch them but you with walleyes you almost got to snap it and and not let them get to inspect it as much that's sort of the difference a little bit um it's all relative where the fish are i mean these ones i was catching last week were very close to the bottom so i kept my foot you know or my bait at one to two feet above the bottom um typically at home my bait's going to be five four to six feet off the bottom you know it's going to be up a little bit higher but the water's clear the fish are set up a little bit higher and then walleyes you know it just it just sort of depends where they're at but i think anytime you're in a situation there was a lot of current where i was last week if you're if you're around current the fish are going to be tighter to the bottom if they're you know just in an open water lake situation yeah suspended more and um and and that's all trial and error being out there really paying attention to what your electronics are telling you. I mean, you might only catch a, you know, a piece of a fish going by, you know, 12 feet under the boat over 40 feet of water, but just paying attention to little things like that, you know, can help you put a, you know, an extra fish or two in the boat in a tournament situation. Um, that's can be a huge, a huge deal sometimes. 
I really appreciate you coming on the show, Jeff, because I know that you've your demands over the last two weeks since the win, win has been incredible. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, I mean it's great, but yeah, it's been. I think I've done like every every almost every bass fishing podcast, or we've tried to in the last week. Um, you know, quite a few interviews for for articles and and just my thoughts on everything and it's great but it's it's been a little overwhelming like I'm at home right now I came home right after the event I'd been gone for five weeks and it's tough to come back to Canada right now it's just make it's it's tough I get it um but it's it's brutal so uh, I think we're heading out again here we fish next week in Alabama and I'm probably gonna my wife's gonna travel with me um fortunate that she's been able to get a little time out of work and we're going to, we're going to stay down in the U S for the, for a while, just, you know, I've got a pretty busy run of tournaments coming up, but it's just too hard to come home and, and not be able to get anything done and, and kind of do, do stuff, you know? So, um, so that's that. So it's making it a little more busy and a little more stressful around home this week, just to try to take care of everything, get, get stuff done, you know, get, I'm, I'm a, I'm a check writer to pay my bills and, and, and Shelby's like never writes checks for anything. So she's been getting me set up with, a you know, some of the online auto pay stuff, um, taking care of te- income tax stuff. Uh, just, you know, um, we've, we've, my brother and, uh, his gal are going to stay at our, look after our house. We've got a couple cats. Um, so just getting that lined up, um, you know, just, just, and then just try to repack some tackle, um, you know, got to bring quite a bit of stuff just because we're going to several different, different bodies of water to fish over the next couple months. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot to, to get taken care of. And I'm looking forward to getting back in the boat next week and I can kind of, um, shut off all the, all the other stuff for the week and focus on fishing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about that, Jeff, because I remember uh, I talk a bit about it in my book in 1989. I fished 17 tournaments across North America, including the PWT. I did more walleye tournaments and bass tournaments. And my wife came home to me. My daughter was like uh, eight months old. She came, When yeah. I finally got off the road in, I think it was October, she said, Don, do you realize that you've been away every second week all year? What it works out to be. So... You know, and then it, it kind of changed for me because tournaments was a means to an end. I mean, I ended up getting my TV show because of it, but you kind of went the other way around. You had the TV show and then your tournaments kind of drive everything else. Talk about that. Yeah. So for me, like I just, I, I have that, that competitive side to me, I guess. And I just like live for fishing in the tournaments for, for just, you know, if I wanted to make a living and have a, not have to get a real job, um, the TV, you know, promotional side of it probably would be a little bit, a little bit more, um, uh, maybe the safer way to go. I don't know it, but like, it's all, it's all ch- a challenge now. I mean, you got to work hard and, and, and the expectations now from sponsors and, and from people in the fishing industries are, are high. Uh, you know, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make stuff happen. And, um, right now for me, I mean, I, yeah, I live for the tournament, 
the tournament stuff. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of do that as long as I, as long as I still love it. And as long as I'm kind of able to able to do it, like, like it's, it's, it's the pressure's on all the time, just as far as like, just for on the elite series, um, typically, you know, the bottom 10 anglers in points based on a two-year average are get kicked out and 10 new, you know, 10 or 12 new guys come in every year. And, uh, it's, it, it, it sucks. Cause I, I mean, lot, you know, it, it, you gotta, you gotta perform to stay at that level. And then, I mean, it's super hard to qualify for, to, you know, to re to go requalify. Um, and so the last two years, like two years ago, when I started, um, the elite series kind of, you know, had a restart itself a little bit. Um, nobody got kicked out. And then last year with the COVID stuff, nobody got kicked out and we're actually, um, 20, they're actually going to let 23 anglers go at the end of this year. And so it's, uh, it's a little bit stressful, you know, um, I'm in pretty good shape. Like I've, I've done fine the last couple of years, but it's hard. Cause I, you know, I, like some of my friends are, are kind of under that pressure now and it, you, you hate to sort of see that. And then the, all these new anglers that are coming in are all, I mean, really good. It's just get, it's, it's super competitive and uh, you know, you just, you just, yeah, you gotta try, try and stay, stay on top of your game. And, you know, I feel like I'm fishing good right now. Um, and, and I've, you know, I've got enough experience where I've been to a lot of these bodies of water at different, you know, these different times. And, and hopefully that sort of is paying off now. Cause I've gone through, I've had a lot of bad tournaments and learned stuff the hard way over the years. And uh, you just, you know, try to learn from it and not, not make the same mistakes um, over and over again. And you talk about uh, the pressure you've got Greg Hackney back on the elite again and Scott Martin's joined. So, I mean, you're talking. Jason Christie. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, and a lot of the, like, a lot of the young guys, I mean, they're now the way that everyone's sort of coming up is they're getting to like fish in college. College tournaments are really competitive. And these guys are going to a lot of the same venues that we do. And uh, so they have experience on these places. And, um, you know, I think on these college teams, especially if there's, you know, a number of schools that are really good that, that seem to win a lot. And, you know, it's just, I th I'm sure all these these young guys are sharing info and helping each other. And it just, they're, they're, they're showing up on like on the elite series and they're, they're competitive right out of the gate. It's, it's incredible. It's like uh, many of the other sports when you have uh, yep. everybody trained in college golfers or basketball players, whatever, it's the same deal, right? I mean, it, yeah, it is. It's everything. So you just, you know, I don't, I don't take that for granted. And I just, you know, you just try and like, stay up on the latest techniques and, um, and just, and keep, you know, working on your trade, just fishing all the time. I mean, the thing I get asked more than anything is how do I make a living fishing or how do I become a pro angler? And whether you want to like fish tournaments or guide, I mean, you got to be able to catch fish and, uh, it, and that means, you know, not just going on the nice days, not just going and fishing the spots where you know you can catch fish. I mean, when I go, when I'm at home fishing around on Lake of the Woods, if I'm taking friends out or people that don't fish very often, I'll, I'll go to like the juice, the spots that I know I can catch fish at. But when I'm out most of the time, very, very, very seldom do I go to places where I know I can catch them. I always am trying to 
um, figure out new, new places, off the wall spots, off the wall ways to catch fish, whether it's bass or walleyes, lake trout, every, you know, whatever, um, you know, you just, that's how you get better and learn is just to, to keep trying new things. So that's, that's the best info I, or, you know, advice I think that I would share with anyone, like social media is important. Sponsors are important, but all that stuff sort of comes after you, you know, you've, you've proven that you can put fish in the boat. So. And I remember as a guide, when I started out, it was nonstop learning, being on the water. You can't sacrifice experience. You can, you no. can shorten the learning curve by, you know, fishing with other people that are really good and so on and so forth, but you got to put the time yeah, that's in. A big, that's a big, really good point. Yeah. I, I've got so many good friends around here that I get to, you know, share the boat with and fish with and that, you know, yeah, that's that you learn a lot from going with different people and, and then like tournament fishing. I mean, a lot of, you know, I understand, uh, you know, most people, if they're new to it, they're not going to sign up for the KBI and, and, you know, probably make a run at finishing in the top five if they have no tournament experience, but like get in some of the smaller events and, and fish them and you learn a hundred times faster actually competing because you're just forced to go in any conditions you're forced to fish under pressure under a time constraint and make good decisions and that just it just really um speeds up the learning curve a lot and in, in my opinion it, at least it has for me well they, one of the most fun days i've ever had on the water when you decided to launch the boat out of kenora on the winnipeg river and we decided let's go you said let's go fish yeah. never fished before and we went out for the yeah. day and we had a, a fantastic time. And we had, I mean, we had, we had lulls that day of hour and a half, two hours probably where we didn't catch anything, but then we'd find a, a little hot stretch or a good spot. And it was every, I mean, it was, and then it was incredible, right? Like you just, I love to go um, to do stuff like that for sure. So let's, uh, let's look forward. Um, your next tournament's in Alabama, and then I I see that they changed the schedule now, so they're going to put the one that was delayed in on the Sabine River now is back in April in Texas. Talk about the upcoming yeah, schedule. Yeah, that made me really happy. I want to be back up north and at Lake of the Woods in Kenora in August, and uh, so we, I, you know, I the way our schedule is right now, we're done kind of mid July, and that that makes me so happy. I want to be. Um, at home in the, in the summer. I mean, it's so beautiful here. The fishing's so good around Kenora. Um, and, uh, so yeah, happy about that. Uh, the Sabine river. I mean, that's, that's going to be every year. There's usually one toughy venue on the schedule and that's it this year. Um, you know, typically that that's a tidal fishery, tough fishing, sort of you know, shallow, dirty water, not really up my alley. Um, but the, you know, that'll be one where I'm going to try and survive and hang in there. Uh, you just, you never know what these, where you, you know, you figure a little something out and it can be so easy. And then if you don't, it can be so, so hard, but, uh, but Pickwick where we're fishing next, um, I've fished a couple FLW tournaments there and have had decent finishes, but those were all you know, May and June later in the year events. Uh, I actually caught my biggest bass ever at Pickwick, a 10 pound, 12 ounce largemouth. Uh, but they, it's known for, you know, pretty good smallmouth fishing. I'm going to keep that honest. And, and there's, they're big there. Like there's a lot of four to seven pound smallmouths in this place. So, um, it, you know, yeah, limit, limits of those would be nice to see. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, the rest of the schedule, we got uh, Lake Fork, Texas, and then a couple in Alabama in May. And then the Bassmaster Classic back in Texas in June. And then let's talk, let's talk about that, uh, Jeff, while I got you on that. Sorry to interrupt. Let's talk about the Classic. You went there for the first time last year. Is it going to be easier, not, you know, having done it once? I think the, you know, easier. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think the, I think last year I was just really happy to be there. And, and I mean, it's a spectacle. They, they treat you like a rock star for the week. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, but, but like you're a lot of it, you know, for me, a lot of it last year was just enjoying the experience, taking it all in. And uh, I mean, that's the event you want to, you want to be a star at. It's it, the, 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 it's life-changing. If you win that tournament, it's, I mean, big money. And the, if you can have a good tournament, you know, not obviously winning is, is a lot of it's $300,000 first place prize. I mean, that's a life changer. And then, you know, but just finishing the top five in that is, is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to prepare as best I can for that. And, and uh, that's going to be an event where, you know, electronics are key. It's going to be a lot of offshore fishing, fishing deeper. It's going to be hot. And a lot of the large mouths, when it gets hot down, down south, they go to offshore structures. So, so you know, I, that's the way I'd prefer to fish. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, I, it, there's a lot of big bass in this lake. Like, they'll, I, guys are saying the big fish every day could be a 9 to 11 pounder. So, um it's pretty exciting you know any cash you could catch a, a 10 pound fish so you know gonna show up with heavier equipment heavier hooks heavier line tackle all that um for sure okay well you've made uh no matter what happens from here on in jeff i mean uh canada's been pretty excited in what you've done and and uh i know all all your friends and you have many of them are really feel that that win was well deserved yeah no it's been awesome uh just yeah it was it was uh it was great to hear i got a lot of really nice messages from people that uh people that i hear from all the time people that i haven't you know talked to or heard from in a while a lot of people my old guiding clients i mean just lots of people it was really nice to hear from everybody and um, and, and, you know, just awesome to get to share that with everyone. Uh, Bassmaster does a pretty good job of, um, covering the events and, and making it possible for, for people up in Canada to get to follow it and watch it. And, you know, the way that we're, we're, you know, the way our, the world is right now, it's, uh, it's great that they're, they're able to do that because, that's the only thing that kind of sucked was like, I wish, really wish my wife was there, my parents, um, and I know just the way the tournament went, I mean, I know that a lot of Canadians and um, my friends from, from up here would have probably showed up down in Knoxville, um, you know, for the last day and uh, would have been, it would have been a, probably a pretty good party that night, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully this mess will be over soon. And I know it's not convenient for anybody and we'll be able to have, get back to, you know, normal, normal living. Okay, well, good luck the rest of the way, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on the Complete Angler podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Don. Anytime, and good, good to see you. And uh, we'll we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Okay, stay safe. Okay, thanks, buddy. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. 
Visit hookedmagazine.com to subscribe to The Complete Angler and never miss an episode.